Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yodis B, welcome to the sport of episode 200 and something or other. I'm um, joined tonight by John. John, hello. Hello, Brandon. It, thank you for Hi. welcoming me to the episode. Yeah, I could tell last week when I decided to just get right, in, right into it, you guys were thrown off a little bit. So I feel like you guys really like the ramp up. So we'll maybe we'll maybe uh, start this over again. I just like to get right into the right into the goods. But uh, Stu is also here. Hi, Stu. Hey guys, uh, how's it going? Uh, Clarence is not joining us. He is potentially. Uh, in a flood, flood zone, tornado. We're not exactly sure, as you know. I think he is south of the river. He has been tornadoes. washed, yeah, washed down the Cannon River, and it's it's all it's all over for Clarence. He had a good run, rage filled, but it was a good run. Out of two hundred and twenty something episodes, he showed up to fourteen of them, and I would say they were our fourteen best. So Easily. he's got that going for him. But uh, but it's over now, and we'll never see him nor speak of him ever again. He should be so, so lucky. that's that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so I first wanted to get into um, an article that I read this week, and you guys, I sent it to to you guys. The football article. Did you guys get the email? Did you read it? Yes. You know what I'm speaking yes. about? Yes. So I, I only first, use uh, Snapchat. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> You're now Poochie Junior. Is that what's happening here? You're overtaking me. <laughs> I don't know how to. I do not know how to use Snapchat. I don't understand how it's. I don't understand so many things about it that the, the less said, the better. Let's move on. You know, the fact that you don't understand means that they're doing their jobs correctly because you are the exact person that's not perfectly. supposed to understand Snapchat. They're great at it. Uh, they, I just wanted to. They literally could find out what makes sense to me and do the opposite, and it would be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, so quick disclaimer, uh, I, ha- I saw an article that I wanted to talk about. I do want to say that we are not in the business of shitting on uh, writers necessarily. If they're in the lamestream media and they're, they're for sure jackass is trying to get attention, yes, we will set our sights on those guys. But other just bloggers trying to make a buck, we're not going to shit on those guys. God bless them. I also think I speak for all of us when I say... Making content is really difficult, and you know you got to get those clicks, shares, engagements, dank memes. Got to get those things going, so we don't begrudge anybody. And not everybody can be as naturally uh, provocative and charismatic and and talented as us, right? Like we're diamonds in the rough. Everybody knows that. So 
so all that said, I saw this article by a guy from presnapreads.com. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I believe it's... Is it Kean? Uh, Kean Fahey? I, I thought it was Sean. Sean? It's C-I-A-N, I believe. And I think there's a couple yeah. different pronunciations of how you pronounce okay. that. It's that there's like an Americanized version or the Irish version. C-I-A-N We're going to call him Sean. It's easier okay, that so way. You probably, you probably know better than me. Uh, <clears throat> so this is Sean. And uh, the reason I want to talk about it is because he wrote an article. The title is The Minnesota Vikings, A Silent Super Bowl Contender. A Silent Super Bowl Contender. And this uh, made me perk you up. You heard and that read right. It. You might want to... St- the- you might want to say that more than one more time. The title, the title, is the Minnesota Vikings. It uses the words Minnesota Vikings and Super Bowl contender in the same headline without the word "not" in between there. And he no uses LOL. The word, yeah, yeah, he uses the word "silent" like he's talking about radon killing your family. <laughs> it's <laughs> like it's a threat. So um, you, will, you will not see this coming, please, people. No, I can't warn you enough. The Vikings might make the Super Bowl. They're silent contenders. Uh, yeah. So that made me perk up. Maybe felt a little clickbaity, if you wanna, if you wanna call it that. But uh, hell, I'm down. I'm down for reading content online. I love being mad mm-hmm. online. It's one of my favorite things. So yes. So that was the first thing that sparked my interest. Was like, holy shit, this guy's uh, gonna make a case for them being. Uh, Super Bowl contenders, and then I I had recognized the name before. As you guys know, I don't read a whole lot of football stuff, but he's a legit person. This is not like a Whitlock Jr. or somebody just, just Bayless Jr. trying to like make a name by being insane. Like he's a legit writer. So, uh, I re- I I read it and I wanted to believe it, and I have to say I still am not sure I believe that the Minnesota Vikings are the silent Super Bowl contenders he makes them out to be. So. First off, he said, I think I think his point here is he was doing the thing that we love to do, which is assume everything that was good last season will stay good or get better. Right. Uh, and then everything that was bad was just bad luck, and that will turn around. So you're going to combine the good with the unlucky, and then it's it's going to be awesome this year. Because he is, starts off by saying... Absolutely- Every, every time we have a preview episode of any kind, we make fun of ourselves during that episode for the assumption that any if there's a young player, he'll improve even if he's terrible. But if he's an old player, then he'll never he won't decline because that's not how this works. If you're right. good, you stay good. If you're not good, you get better. I mean, a, a great example yeah. is how we, we know that how great Kenneth Vargas has turned out, right? I mean, we just saw him right, be right. good for a few games. Uh, and we're like, well, he's going to be great. He's going to be fucking out. Joe Benson. Improving. Joe Benson's going to get better. Clarence has been expecting Kyle Gibson to get better for 14 years. Yep. Kyle Gibson was a rookie Since, in what, 2001? Yes. It just, yep, drafted in 1994. <laughs> one pick after <laughs> Willie Banks. Yep. Well, one yep. pick before Tom Walker. Yep. <laughs> so here's so here's his premise that the uh the Vikings were obviously really good cuz they started out 5 and 0 and then and then they had injuries and that's why uh they got bad. 
his uh, second premise here was that uh, TJ Clemmings was essentially seemed to be like one of the maybe the worst player in the league last year, which I can't argue with that. But no, that's absolutely here, right. That is completely his, right. <laughs> his uh, solution here is Riley Reif and Mike Remmers, and I was like, oh, okay, well, this guy now is going to say that these you know these guys are really going to turn it around. But he says here um, they are not going to be average or can hopefully be below average starters. So that's his hopeful ceiling here for our offensive line is below average. And then he also makes the claim that the even though they'll be below average, TJ Clemmings won't be playing. And uh, if you get Sam Bradford a ton of time in the pocket, he's a really good quarterback, which I would say that's probably every quarterback that's ever mm-hmm. Played football, except for uh, Joe Woods. Except, for, <laughs> hey, he had those that half that one good half against Philadelphia Eagles to ruin our yeah on a on a Wednesday night <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow, Although, I remember. We'll never forget. That. I remember being unhappy about that, but in retrospect, I think it removed our chance to draft Robert Griffin the <laughs> third, which, as it turned out, uh, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That was we we hated that uh, how that happened for at one the time. Season. I was so furious, like how the Vikings miss out again on a surefire future superstar. <laughs> and boy, I couldn't have been a lot more wrong about that. Well, to be fair, that's something that's more on just you know karma hitting Daniel Snyder right where it hurts. And right. you know, <laughs> all, all Griffin lasted long enough in the league to do was to pull up Steve Young on the Vikings. Didn't he run for like a seventy-nine yeah. yard touchdown? He had like sweep or I, something I, ridiculous it, like that. Yeah, the best game of his career was against the Vikings, which is not uh, weird at all. That no, always that's happens. Pretty common, I think. Yeah. Okay, so so his his offensive line at this point, he's saying, is going to be below average. So not quite Super Bowl, but below average. Mm-hmm. Sam Bradford, he's saying, had a couple good games to be league average. So now we've got a below average line, a league average quarterback. He said Adam Thielen is the best deep receiver Bradford has ever played with, which I believe is either wrong or damning with faint praise. If we've got Adam Thielen in a Super Bowl contender article, I'm already raising my raising the alarm bells here. Um, but he basically just says their uh, their offense just needs to be league average because they have an elite defense. And I'm not going to walk through how he thinks they're bec- they're going to become an elite defense. But again, basically it's all the team, all the guys that were healthy will be good and healthy. And then our, our guy, Dan Hunter is go- was a monster last year in limited play. So now once he becomes a starter, he along with Griffin and Robison are going to be just this unbelievable line and turn us into like a top five defense and i just felt like then he throws in eric kendricks for some reason as being a a factor in the super bowl thing and i don't know you guys are 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 better football minds than i and i'm wondering is this possible could could he be hopefully sean here is correct are they a silent super are they they the silent killers Uh. well i'll i'll tell i'll tell you brandon so what happened last year, as we just discussed, the Vikings had an, a, a good defense and an impossibly incompetent offense led by a absolute nightmare of an offensive line. And rarely do you look, rarely can you not start the season where you say, well, every year's, every year's a new year and every season's a different season. But you look at what the Vikings have under contract on their roster and what they have, is a pretty good defense, 
and uh, incompetent offense led by a nightmare of an offensive line. And last year, they took that same formula and finished 8-8. Eight and eight. So it's real hard for me. It's real hard for me to look at this and go, you know, things are the same as an 8-8 eight and eight football team. What I'm thinking, and hear me out here, is 19-0. and 0. <laughs> yeah i looked at football um, outsiders and we've probably talked about this plenty but their offensive and defensive ranks are not going to be shocking to you at all from last year offensively they were 26th and defensively they were eighth that feels about right yeah. to me yeah so and right. then i looked at i looked at sam bradford's qbr and he was 17th which also feels about right to me he had a good season not like amazing and there's so many good quarterbacks that seventeen feels like yep. pretty much where you'd expect him to land. Now I, it was if I was it a was bet man, I guess since that he completed every pass he threw last year, but uh, none no. of them traveled more than seven yards in the air. Correct. Yes. Just he could have thrown every one of those like, passes underhanded. Basically handoffs. Yeah, yeah. He could have had a torn labrum, and we would never know. Yeah, he'd be totally. He fine. could. He could actually be left-handed, and we wouldn't actually know the difference. And again, relying on Bradford to be the 17th best quarterback again, like I'm pretty sure I'm taking the under on that. I, I'm guessing he's going to be injured within the first 30 <laughs> seconds of this season. But right. even if he is, let's say, the 17th best quarterback, you would need, what, a top three running game in order to become a, a good Super Bowl contending offense? And then, you know... Delve, so I guess we're saying all of the offensive line are going to be have all five of them are going to have career years, and Dalvin Cook's going to be Zeke Elliott, basically. <coughs> right? I mean, that's right. that's what we're going that's, for here to have. That a seems to be, yeah. Um, Sean is pretty smart, yes, and he watches more football than any of us. Uh, probably all of I us. I watch none, so he's he's got me beat. Yes. Yeah, he's uh, he has the same, you know, blind trust in Mike Zimmer that Clarence does, but oh. he's also cautiously optimistic about the offense, which I don't know of anybody. I don't. I don't know anyone. Maybe um, the guy who always goes to the Vikings games in Zubas and like has a van, um, and he was like very <laughs> instrumental in like get in the stadium belt like is it terry spooner or something like that i think sure. he's uh the guy uh i i just i don't see the offense i don't know how if they had drafted well last year maybe but i mean lebron treadmill is like practicing with the third team right now or the third string i mean it's oh. i don't i don't know i don't know how I don't. And I mean, I, I, Sean is kind of like you two. Um, they're a really good band, but I'm sometimes just sketchy on the lead singer. I think <laughs> Sean is Bono. They're, they're countrymen, and yeah. I think a little goes a long way sometimes. Okay, okay. Okay, That's, okay, uh... B, play the blues. <laughs> Am I bugging you? I don't mean to bug you. Didn't mean to bug ya. What is it? That's from a live album or something, right? What's that? That's that from Rattle and Hum. Is that a movie? Ra 
Yeah, it's uh, from the concert movie uh, for Rattle and Hum. They're playing the song Silver and Gold. Um, he's just doing a big harangue about artists against apartheid and uh, Bishop Desmond Tutu. And <laughs> you can tell he's losing the audience because he's just rambling and rambling. And he goes, am I bugging you? I don't mean to bug you. Okay, Edge, play the blues. That's, that's, uh, and in that digression, I want to bring it back around to the fact that um, I really do want to believe Fahey's got it pegged and that they actually, that defense will be able to carry a subpar offensive team, but it happens about once every 15 years, and I don't know that this is the year that it's going to happen. Well, it happens once every 15 years, you're right, that a defense can drag a shitty offense. It happened a few years ago yeah. with Denver. But if you're looking yep. at Denver's defense, they had, I don't know, like six pro bowlers, and Von Miller was like the best guy in the league. They were unbelievably yeah. dominant, whereas the Vikings the past few years, they've been better. They've been, you know, I think, again, top 10 defense is totally good mm-hmm. and legit, but they don't seem like the uh, 85 Bears are going to be no. happening anytime soon so that's another they, no. they can't really seem to carry him so geez i guess you gotta really love nor uh you gotta really love zimmer and then you also have to just trust that everyone's gonna stay healthy that's your that's your ticket this year to believe that they're the silent killers and yep. i'm on i'm not that's, on either one of those things so yeah uh, i'll tell anyway, you shocking i'll tell you i have a goal for this season for the vikings do you want to hear it Please. My goal is that the Vikings win all six games against the rest of their division. Because the Lions are a joke franchise. The Bears are a joke franchise. And I just would love to beat the Packers twice. And beyond that, they can go 6-10. and ten. And if all six wins are against NFC North, I think I'm happy with this season. Yeah. Now, the nice thing about that, John... You're right because I bet six and ten gets you it gets you a few of those fun moments of, of uh, division games, and then I think that also gets Spielman canned, which would be pretty right. fun. We're in it for right. the time to move we're in on. it for the stories. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that would be great news. So that's I, I'm with you, John. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on board your uh, your goal for this season. I want that too. I want a six and ten only division wins. We're into the sort of late stage Terry Ryan era of the Rick Spielman era where it's yeah. just like man nothing's going to happen until this guy gets canned until they move this guy out until somehow they can turn this ship that's plowing into a glacier over and over again every year a- until that happens then there's just no point so when, when they get rid of Spielman then we can get excited again just like when they got rid of, rid of Terry Ryan for the Boy Wonders it was like man finally Finally, we can get out from under this and start over again. Yeah, you're right. I am. Uh, I can't wait for that. And just for the just for the talkers, you know that you know I love some talking points, mm-hmm. some bullets, and uh, how love happy Clarence will be. Oh man, Clarence won't. I was going to say he won't be able to show up for the podcast, but he already can't do that. But just yeah. permanent midnight for like three straight weeks. Yeah, he'll be at the yeah. He's going to have to get some sort of surgery, drain the blood. Yeah. It'll be painful, but worth it. Uh, okay, so so we are maybe not full believers in uh, in our friend Sean's theory, but God bless you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
But let me ask you another question. Uh, what do you think Vegas thinks about our Minnesota Vikings this year? This is, again, our famous bit where I ask you about <laughs> uh, Vegas odds, and uh, you guys couldn't possibly care less. But you have to play along because, right. well, you're just nice people. So I'm asking you to predict what the over-under of wins is according to oddsshark.com, which I think they're getting their numbers from Bovada. Again, another point that you don't care about, a company called Bovada. Okay, here we go. The Vikings are, their over-under is eight and a half wins. Nailed it. Good job, John. Am I right on? You nailed it. Eight and a half. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And where would you what are you gonna bet on? Uh under. Always under. Yes. Uh I would also take the under. I as as mentioned before, until something materially changes with the roster, I'm I'm predicting eight and eight until the end of time. So I think they'll be eight and eight again. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> eight and eight, sixteen and sixteen, thirty-two and thirty-two. Just extend that out as <laughs> far as you want to go. Continue. Yeah. Eight hundred. Well, it's been pretty close so far. What is Zimmer's four seasons? What has it been? Four seasons with him. Yes. Sport of fact. There's been an eight and eight. I think there's been a seven and nine. There was an eleven and five or a ten and six mixed in there at one point. So, you know. Right. Hasn't been too far off. What do you think Vegas thinks about the Packers over under? Well, Ten. I mean Vegas, you got to keep the you got to keep the money even, and there's got to be no better team. Maybe the Cowboys, but other than that, that has Rubes betting on them. Uh, cowboy fans don't even buy stock, so that's that's uh, <laughs> so they're right, bigger so Rubes in Green Bay. For this one, I think it's uh, ten and a half. half. The uh, it's actually ten even. So you were right when. Oh God damn it! Yeah. Oh well. You should just Sorry guys. I let you yeah, down. It's fine. Here's a okay. Uh, Detroit Lions. Uh, let's go eight and a half. They're actually eight. What's this? What's this on the nose nonsense? I thought they always did a half, so they didn't have push. You can't uh, have to push, Brandon. Mm-hmm. I'm Would sorry. You mind calling I'll, up I'll... Vegas and telling them they're doing this wrong? Yep. Hold on. I'm gonna dial them in. One second, please. Uh, okay. And then the Chicago Bears, the pathetic Chicago Bears, who have bet their future on something called Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna guess the Bears over under is negative three and a half wins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with five. Pretty close, man. Five and a half. Five and a half, yep. God damn it. Yep. So they've got us in second place. Does that that make you feel good, better? I don't know. Does that do anything for you? Brandon? I'm just dead inside. I want to talk slightly more about odds here. Does that site have any of those prop bets? Because what I want to know is, what is the money line on the prop bet of will the Jets go 0-16 this year? Oh man, can you imagine trying to? Ch- what would you even possibly? Their over under, by the way, is four and a half, which is fucking incredible for the NFL. In which I mean, you guys have been watching; anything can happen. 
They're over and under. Over is four and a half. That's so low. I just can't imagine <laughs> what they're even. What would you even cheer for? Because the the worst case scenario, if you have a bad team, is you want to at least have like a rookie quarterback. Because you know, the three of us, we love scouting. We love that all twenty-two. Just sitting on the couch, seeing what their angles, their reads, if they can grow into it, if they can develop their form, right. their footwork. That's the sort of shit Motors. that I want to see. Motor. And these guys have, I don't even know who the fuck's their quarterback, but I'm pretty sure it's not a top guy. Isn't it that Isn't Penn it State Iowa's kid? Iowa's former or? quarterback? Oh, maybe. Um, Chris, Christian Hackenberg. Isn't it Christian Hackenberg? Yeah, I thought he was Penn State. So, yes, that's who... That's who I was thinking as well. Oh, maybe it was Penn State. I thought that, you know, whatever. All I know is that every so often you come across, you come across a clip of some Jets media member posting an incredulous video of Hackenberg in practice, like throwing a ball that goes 25 feet over the receiver's heads and lands in a garbage can out, outside the practice field, or it bounces yeah. four times before reaching the receiver, or... Yeah. Just... These amazingly hilarious Tebow-like videos. I looked it up, and it is Penn State, so I'm right for once. All right. I feel good about it. Well, I can hate him. I hate him less now. For some reason, I thought I, I was thinking Iowa. Still, those poor Jets fans. Mike, I mean, not really. Not it's really. Not really. They've, earned, still. they've earned it. They've all earned it. Yeah. They deserve it. It's because of something they did, I'm sure. Yeah. They're literally, they're literally all like, you know, guys who had like one scene in the Sopranos. That's Jets fans. It's just yep. you know, care, guys who like were on set hey. for a ding has just <laughs> all wearing like their Pause own letter the jackets. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. Yo, there just, I am. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> yeah, oh, boy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. It's, a, it's not even a sport effect. It's just a fun fact that mm -hmm. 73% of all New York Jet season ticket holders are named Donnie. So true. <laughs> so true. Wade can confirm, but I don't even think there's a need. I think our listeners you don't even need know, to confirm like that. That that's feels a, true. That's an actual fact. Uh, do you guys want to talk more football, or do you want to talk twins? Twins, twins. <sighs> okay, so I looked up the playoff odds as of ten o five p.m. on Wednesday, August sixteenth. Right, the year the of our Lord two thousand and seventeen. The Twins did not lose to the Indians tonight for once. Nope. 
It's great news. Thank you, Rainstorm. Thank you, like, the, uh, five to five or six tornadoes in the Southwest Metro. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. The uh, The Twins playoff odds, as of now, as of recording, not you listening, obviously, uh, 17%. And I don't know what to do. I, I just don't know how to feel about this team right now because I feel like I was totally good giving up because they weren't a very good team. But then I started to remember that now that five teams make the playoffs, you don't really need to be very good. Like right now, the team ahead of us in the standings is the Angels. And I don't know if you've seen their their lineup at all. It's uh, Trout, <laughs> and it's uh, Pujols, who I think is in a wheelchair at this point. And then, yeah. like, you couldn't pick the other names out of a lineup, whoever these fucking guys, the other seven guys, and they're all terrible. It's, and they're, like, I in assume- the playoffs right now. I just assume Troy Glaus is still there, right? Troy Glaus, yep. yes, Salmon, of course. Dave Henderson, <laughs> yeah, yep. And, uh, and Mark Langston is on the mound every fifth day. Yep. Their uh, uh, their rotation has uh, last I saw Rick Nabisco was still playing for them, as was Alex <laughs> big Meyer. Part. And I know. Yeah, he's playing a lot. He's still terrible. He's got a five-something ERA. Alex Meyer, who's been good this year, of course, fucking obviously. Uh, He's he's injured now or was for part of the year. But he's also, like, in their rotation. And these guys are ahead of us. So it's it's one thing to be like, well, the Twins can't make the playoffs because they're bad. I think the new reality is that bad teams make playoffs. It just happens sometimes. Yep. And so the kind of, you I know, think the smart guy thing that used to be like back in the day was, you know, maybe you could sneak in for a game, but you're never going to do anything. Why? It's just false hope to continue to play this out. They did the smart thing by giving up. But, you know, every few years, a shitty team wins it. So I don't even know if that's even the smart move anymore. I, I'm just a little bit confused. Uh, so what do you guys think? You know what I'm not looking forward to, Brandon? I'm really not looking forward to the Twins sneaking into the final AL wild card, ber- card berth with an 81 and 81 record and then going to New York for the wild card game and Aaron Hicks oh, no. hitting three home runs <laughs> to beat the Twins. Yeah. Just I mean, it's not, it'll be like 9 to 7 and Hicks will have three different three-run homers, crowd chanting his name, carried off the field. Just flipping the bird to every Twins player, front office executive, Terry Ryan, just not taking any of the blame somehow. Hopefully, uh, a mob marching on Terry Ryan's house. That is, oh god, that would probably be the only good thing. That would Aaron Hicks that. gets carried off the field somehow by like Michelle and Marcus Bachman, and then he does his <laughs> post game interview like in a in a Favre Packers jersey. She's like, how is this all happening at once? Ah. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Oh, it's too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, I can see yeah, it. Not all. looking forward to that. So, all right. I have, it's a I have, bummer a, that I have a question missing... for you. Yeah. I have a question for you, Brandon. If mm-hmm. the opportunity arose by the, the trade deadline, the waiver trade deadline now, which is in a couple weeks, if the opportunity arose to trade Irvin Santana, would you do it? Yes. <laughs> like, I'm probably the only person who thinks that, but uh, no, yeah, I, I, just, I, would I, just, 
I can't convince myself that they're a good team. I think they've been hot for a little bit, well, which is awesome. I I love watching them, team. but they're yeah, not a good so, team. But, uh, so <laughs> they're they're good against bad teams and bad against good teams. They're five hundred, which is why they're still in the playoff race because the second wild card is going to go to a five hundred team. Yeah, so I think that's, generally that's speaking, it. I would trade whoever. The only issue is obviously with Santana, he's just the cupboard is real bare for next season, right? Because don't we have him for another year? Yes. Yeah, I think one after this year. So I mean, I don't think you have to squint too hard to see them competing next season, um, assuming they make some some decent moves. Uh, so that's why I would be hesitant in with Santana in particular, and why I didn't give a shit about Brandon Kinsler. Um, and anybody who claims that they are, I think, is probably like lying or not paying attention. So that doesn't seem like anybody really cares, which is fine and good. Uh, but Santana would be a little bit different story. But if if the news came out that that happened, I'd be like, thumbs up. That's good. Nice work. Smart play. And even better, but, I mean, our friend Clarence's head would explode. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clarence does not like prospects. No. I don't think. Well, he's right about that. Prospects are terrible, but... Prospects are very overrated. I think that we do have a sport of consensus on that one. Uh, I get that. I for sure I for sure agree with that part. But but generally speaking, I think the moves at the deadline were, were fine. I'm still okay with it. And even... It's funny to look at 17. That seems like super high and super likely... Because just what a week ago it was like three percent or four percent, right? But seventeen is a pretty low number, you know. There's like eight teams fighting for it, so right. You know, I mean, you have Kinsler. What what are you what are you with Kinsler right now? You think nineteen percent? Maybe affected one game, <laughs> possibly. I think <laughs> yeah. I think they might have won that game in Detroit that they lost twelve to eleven. And they also could he could have just blown four games. In a row, like he was a minor league invite two years ago, like their odds could be zero for all we know. So that is um, correct. It's just weird to think though about like a bad team. The smart. I'm just trying to wrap my head around like, is it smart to go for it if you're in the hunt when you're like the Twins right now? No. Just because like it doesn't feel like it, I right? Think I can look at the team that plays at the XL Energy Center and tell you that the answer to that is no. That's a terrible idea because the Wild do that every year, and every year they trade away 14 draft picks for a middling forward who goes on to score one goal and have four assists in the last month of the season, does nothing in a playoff series, and then they're just nowhere. He's a free agent. He goes back to his old team. Everything's fine for everybody but the Wild, who are just that little bit farther away from being good in the future. Right. I think the problem for me is that... uh, there have been so many teams that have won the World Series recently that were very clearly not a great team. Uh, the the Royals, obviously, in 2015, I know they won. They were better than the Twins this year, of course. They won like 89 games or something. So they were a good team. But still, I don't think they were like a top five team in that league. And the Giants won three of them, and in none of them were they amazing, right? Yeah. So that's like the Giants four... have never been good at baseball. They just won three World Series. <laughs> yeah, every other year for three straight years. Super fucking weird. Even their fans are like, "What? Why? We got another one? We 
Why did we get to win again? This makes no sense. Um, and so I just feel like there's probably, what is that called? The recency effect where things that just happened seem way more likely or whatever. Uh, because by and large, like teams like the twins do not win it. Like you have a negative run differential or, you know, whatever. Well, like it just doesn't except, happen. Uh, so. Big, big asterisk next to 1987. Yes. Our own asterisk. The, yes. Yes. They were the fourth best team in a four team playoff and, uh, they won. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals, 10 years ago, they were fucking terrible. They had to have like 12 things work out just to even make the playoffs. So I I don't know. I keep coming back to I feel like it it seems like it's a total crapshoot right now, but it's probably not. I think it's just a weird recent trend, but who knows? Maybe we'll look back on this and say the smart move was to, if you have a somewhat of a chance, go for it. But I still feel like... Sell the farm if you can. It's all good. I don't think most fans will blame you. They anybody paying attention knows, like, like you were saying, Stu, like they're not good at baseball. Yeah, they're just it's. And if you want to look at '87, I mean, they had two frontline starters, and they had Puckett, Gaetti, Herbeck, and Bernanski in their prime. So that was enough to win a playoffs. I don't think they have two frontline starters and four major league players of that caliber at all to do anything beyond maybe winning a fluke wild card game. That's their absolute ceiling this year is a fluke wild card win. And then they will get just drilled in a series. I think that's, you know, that's the best. If they actually do get into this goddamn thing, which would be great. I would love that. That would be fantastic. If that actually happened, I would love that. That's what I want to happen, but Mm -hmm. I don't have any illusions of it going anywhere past that yeah i'm with you okay i think we have a consensus uh okay that's all i had for twins talk um one thing we forgot to do last week uh john you in particular we forgot to make fun of glenn taylor's and uh, andrew <laughs> wiggins extension where he oh. said uh before this isn't a quote, obviously, paraphrasing. But he said something to the effect of, like, before I sign him to a max contract, I essentially want to look him in the eye and make him promise that he's going to get better try. at basketball. Or yeah. just try I want harder. him to promise he's going to try. <laughs> oh, oh, Glenn. It's just, Why on we, earth do you think that that... <laughs> We just... we've made fun of Glenn Taylor on this podcast before. Not we developed the lazy, evil, incompetent scale just for stuff like that. Like the Wilfs are always a hundred percent evil and somewhat incompetent, but never lazy because that's just who they are. So we split all their points between evilness and incompetence. But with mm-hmm. with Ta- Taylor, he he's he tries so hard. He, he's not evil. He's trying to basically give his money away so that the Minnesota Timberwolves will be a winning basketball team. But he's so remarkably incompetent at it, it's just it's painful to watch. He's just sort of this terrible old fool that can't stop himself from telling someone in the press, I'm going to talk to my star player and make sure that he's going to try before I give him any more money. Because what I want to do here 
is I want to insinuate, without actually saying it, but what I, I want to insinuate here is that he's lazy, and that's the real problem here. What? Why don't I give up something here by giving people a great quote while gaining precisely nothing? While also giving this guy the max contract at the same... It's just so mind-bendingly incompetent that you can't help but smile. Oh, Uncle Glenn. You did it again. The, he... Yeah. It's it's very <laughs> rare. So I think maybe if... The only way I can make this... So I think we'll call it the Eli scale. Does this make sense? Evil, lazy, incompetent? Well, I always I like, like the sound la- of... Lazy, incompetent, evil because it spells lie. Which makes sense for the Wills. Okay, so you want to call it the lie scale. Doesn't no, we the can call it the Eli scale. Yeah, Eli is better. All right. But it's very rare that someone is zero in two categories and a hundred in another one. There's gray there's shades of gray in almost every scenario except in the life of yep. Glenn Taylor. He is very Usually we are wishing for nice. more points to allocate to various parts <laughs> of the axis. Like we've been researching <laughs> for years to try to find something that about Glenn Taylor that's evil or lazy, and we've found nothing. He's pure, pure, one hundred percent uncut incompetence, which is a bummer. Yeah, what should I do? I'd like to sign Joe Smith to a contract, but I don't have the money to do so. Should I? What's the just ignore this? Which it. would be lazy. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Should I be evil and come out and try to tell people that drive his price down somehow? No, I'm not going to be evil about it. What I'm going to do is sign into a secret contract that torpedoes the franchise future because the NBA is so pissed at me. Now, that's (laughs) stupid. That's just a genuinely stupid way to go about that. Oh, my word. It's incredible. Poor guy. We love you, Glenn. I know he listens. He's a big yeah. listener. He writes us all the time. Yes. Big listener. Um, the emails yeah. need to stop, though. He gives us scoops and then afterwards goes, hey, uh, that was off the record. Just so incompetent. <laughs> Glenn, it's so incompetent the way you, the order of you do things. Ugh. I mean, yeah. I, I There's nothing you can put in a contract. There's nothing that you can do. For Andrew Wiggins to make him try harder, I don't think. I mean, if he didn't try at, if he was that lazy on defense with Tibbs as a coach, I think maybe he. That's just how he plays basketball. He's a ball watcher. Right. Uh, that's who he is. So, like, the look me in the eye and give me a handshake. I don't know if that's going to change who Andrew Wiggins is. It's just so he's the type of just gonna suck. the type of person who would believe that you know what as long as he looks me in the eye and tells me that he's going to try at basketball then everything will be fine and I'm sure during the season he'll remember that promise when he's feeling like he doesn't want to do anything he'll think back and say no I I promised that old fool that I would try and then he'll double yep. down and work extra hard Glenn will like write him a hundred and fifty five million dollar check and then hand him the check, but then not let go of the check and goes, Hey, hey, you're gonna try though, right? You told me you'd try. <laughs> will you try this year? You promise? And Andrew yeah. goes, Yeah, yeah, yep. Yep. As his eyeballs turn to money signs and the cha ching sound continues to happen in his brain. 
Like, I'm sure this is right. going to be a time when he just has a moment where he goes, yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah. I got to work a little bit harder on defense. God, I would love to live in that world where I could believe that. Be a fun <laughs> world to live in. It, it's a good world. Uh, another Wolves thing. Uh, Stu, give me your thoughts on, yes. the, on the unis. Um, I'm, I'm glad you came to me for the uniform question. Yes, you know, my, uh, I love style. I love fashion. I love, yep. you know, I love, you know, getting, getting a fresh new pair of kicks. Kicks, uh, you're into clean lines, uh, complimentary yep, uh, colors. Just, yep, exactly. The mesh. Tertiary the accents breathe, and Breathability. And shit. Yeah, the, the, performance, the, little, the, little, the little zipper in the back heel. Um, Technical fabric. I think they're... You can't... We all know that you can't spell usartorial without stew. This is very true. <laughs> um, I think the new uniforms are nice. Uh, they have clean lines. Uh, they, uh, they they breathe. Um, uh, they flow. I mean, they're they're assertive without they have being two armholes. Um, yeah. uh, did I say clean lines yet? They have clean lines. Uh, yep. let's see. Uh, they they're uh, retro without being old timey. Uh, uh-huh. They're future. Uh, they're futuristic without being too out there. And mm-hmm. I just, Ooh. I think it takes um, the best part of the old and the best part of the new, and it's become now. Wow. Wow, that uh, I'm gonna tear up a little bit here. That's how beautiful that yeah. was. Yeah, I just bought That's a couch. I, from I, I don't know what happened. I bought a couch. I told myself I wouldn't cry. It was so <laughs> inspiring that I bought a couch. Um, uh, but yeah, okay. Well, good. let me ask. Let me, yeah, yeah, they're fine. Let me ask you this: Do you yeah, yeah. do you own and wear sports apparel? What's your What's your personal rule on that? Uh. Not really. Yeah, not a. I, I, I I've never I'm trying to think of the last time. I think I bought like a University of Miami sweatshirt on clearance at Shields like twenty years ago, and I still wear it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and that that might be the last one I've ever bought. I've gotten like cause asked somebody who has parents from out state who don't know what to get their adult son for uh, holidays. I'll get a Vikings yeah. sweatshirt or a Twins T-shirt and. Things of that nature. So, I, yeah, I, I do not buy uh, sports paraphernalia. I, I don't think I've ever owned a jersey. Um, so, yeah, um, if you want to buy, I mean, if the listeners want to buy me stuff, uh-huh. that's great. Yeah. I'll, I'll sure buy me a buy me a wild sweater or a blouse or whatever they're called. I don't fucking care. Breezer. It's blouse. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, you just, want some yeah. wild breezers? You want to wear a pair some of breezers wild, yeah. out and about? That's yeah. cool. That's yeah, cool. I think I I think everybody would like that if I did that. It's fashionable. Hair breezers and a hockey blouse. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I you guys, do you guys like um, go out? Like, make sure you get like the the new logo. Get the get the new hat. Get the get the new sweater vest. John, I mean, do you I, wear? I wouldn't. Do you wear sports stuff? I wouldn't dream of attending a Timberwolves jersey or a Timberwolves game without a Timberwolves jersey on. With no T-shirt underneath of any kind, and one of those hats with the flat rim, like oh yeah, 
Yeah. That's that's who I am. I'm I'm trendy. I'm cool. You seem like a guy who's going to get full unit up when you go to the game. I I, I, I like to be – I only have a couple of jerseys, and I like to be dumb about it. Like, I've gone to a number of Minnesota United games this year, and I've worn a Twins jersey to every one of them just to be dumb. But still local. What I'd Good like is – I'd like someone to tell me that I'm wearing the wrong jersey so I can point out all the people who are wearing, like, Barcelona and Manchester United jerseys, which are soccer jerseys, but – when you think about it, make even less sense than me wearing a Twins jersey and a Saints hat to a right. United game. Mm-hmm. At least you're like, hey, I'm a local guy. I'm into sports. And yeah. they're just like, I know what sport this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have seen soccer, but this team also plays soccer. Actually, right. uh, yeah. thinking about it, I think the last uh, piece of sports paraphernalia that I have uh, have is the uh, scarves that uh, Durkee gave us. <laughs> I think that's Ooh, the... Right. <laughs> That's it. That's and I, I, I actually that's been useful. Uh, the long Minnesota winters where I, I just want to look stylish and yet stay keep my neck warm. That's uh, that's a good scarf, Brent. Is that the war that um, you? Uh, <laughs> good scarves, Brent. Is that the the scarf you wore in your modeling debut for Surly? Yes. Uh, yes. Oh no, I'm sorry. That was an actual Surly scarf. A Surly oh, branded okay. scarf. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas, I think uh, I would remember it's us. like uh, oh, yeah. it's the background of That's my a, phone, so it's surprising that I totally as it should, forgot as that. It, but yeah, as it should be. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I have a Ricky Rubio jersey, but that's the only sports. That's the only Wolves or any sports oh, God. That I have. And obviously, that beautiful. makes sense. I mean, that's more of a family thing than anything else. Yeah, yeah, it's barely. Yeah, exactly. It means everything to me. Okay, uh, okay. Let's move on to more dad life talk because that was mostly right. that was that was the sports dads uh, talk. This isn't so much about sports. This is about the um, boy. I don't even know how you start this one. This debate that we had on the internet on the World Wide <laughs> Web this past week for listeners who aren't paying attention. Um, our friend Clarence, who's not here tonight. Uh, who's dead, as as we mentioned earlier, R.I.P., yes. uh, likes to write to our friend Dana, who's a morning radio show guy and one of the best dudes in the world. Uh, Dana does a weekly ask, ask Dana, you know, reader, mailbag, whatever. And Clarence likes to just send him complaints about restaurants instead of mm-hmm. asking questions that are even relevant whatsoever. And last week he said something to the effect of restaurants are putting too many high-top tables in because they know they're uncomfortable and his conspiracy is that they're doing that so people eat faster and leave and they don't want to hang out. And that blew my mind because as far as I've been concerned my entire adult life, if you got a high-top table, you take the high-top. That's fucking awesome. Whereas a low-top is is if everything else is gone, that sucks. We have to go do a regular, regular old table. <laughs> And that led to some quite heated. I mean, it's hard to tell tone through the internet, um, but I was fuming mad. You were uh, furious. I was furious. I had to leave work. Uh, got kicked out of a couple meetings. It was ugly. It was ugly. And it was. Uh, it was not great. And I don't know if it's been resolved yet because Clarence isn't here. He didn't show his fucking face, which is upsetting to me. So anyway, what we did was we put a poll out on Twitter: high top versus low top. 
and uh, the results were totally skewed and fucked. They're so fucking stupid. Something bad. Ha- I think the <laughs> yeah the data, two out of every three people said Brandon is an idiot. Low tops are way better. <laughs> So we had well, how many votes? 150, something like that. So like, well, you, it was even further skewed by the number of people who were like, "Well, I like sitting at the bar like a crazy person, and so I'm going to vote for high top." If you threw out all the Don't, people who who are uh, unbelievable drunks that will only sit at the bar so that they can catch the bartender's eye and make oh, friends, okay, yeah, if you not threw out all those people, sure, John. Nice. That's our listeners. If, if you threw out the, all those the people, huge... then it would have been like eight to one in favor of normal tables where you can sit there like a normal person for some length of time instead of having to leave as soon as you can because every part of your body hurts from sitting at a high top table. Okay, so you want to throw out the our the bread and butter, our main target audience of the 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 drunks who sit at the bar, basically everybody that we know and are friends with. Okay, fine. Throw those guys out. Those are my votes. Then I'm going to throw out the people who were only thinking of, uh, A, oh, I have kids and I can't sit at a high top anyway, the cool, fun high top where all the cool people are. Uh, I have a bunch of fucking young kids and I, I have to sit at the low top, so I'm choosing low top. Then we're going we're gonna to kick all those dorks out. And then we're going to kick out the morons who saw the word high top and assume we were talking about stools, which are uncomfortable, which are horseshit, and they weren't thinking about like full <laughs> chairs that are just higher, that have armrests right. and backs and cushions <laughs> and fucking places Arm to put rest. your feet and all that. What yeah, kind of high top old... are you thinking at? No Most high, high top, top table has ever had a chair with armrests. That's never happened in the history of restaurants. You're insane. You're out of your mind. You've you've lost it. No, Hang I'm up not right out of now. my mind. Hang up right now and drive into the city and go to seven to eight bars and you will find really cool, comfortable, high top tables with nice little armrest stool or no. not stools, chairs. No, that's never chairs. happened. Which bars are you Get going lost. to? You insane Get, person. Get lost. This is why. See, you're confused too. You just were assuming I meant like those shitty stools with no sides or backs. Yes, of course. You mean those the are ones super uncomfortable? Yeah, the ones that every restaurant has at every high top table known to man. No, what? I, no, man, that's not how it works. I'm not talking about stools. Sportive listeners, I, if sportive listeners, I beseech sportive you, listeners, tweet at sportive no, listen podcast with pictures, sportive listeners, pictures of high top tables. And if we find one with armrests, I'm going to be shocked. I'm going to be absolutely shocked. I am going to Google the shit out of this when we are done. And it's not going to be <laughs> yeah, that difficult for me to find high, you're gonna goddamn high top table with armrests into Google. And you're going to end up sending me pictures of thrones. Oh, what do you know? 3.29 million results of images okay. of chairs with armrests. <laughs> All right, going to Google. Yeah. Let's see here. Let's just see what we can You can, can find them. You can Brandon find them, you asshole. a moron. Oh, look at Dot. that. More than 400,000 results for that. Brandon is a moron. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do think that most people who think it's uncomfortable are thinking of stools and not chairs, and I think that's dumb and lame. And what I'm just confused that's at why you think... absolutely not true. 
I mean, you're high. It's don't you ever have like a long dinner where you have to like get up and go to the bathroom? It's way easier on a high top to just like <laughs> step down three inches versus having to stand up. What about your knees? What about your problem? Your problem with a low top table is that you have trouble standing up from a chair. I don't have trouble standing up from a chair. I'm saying the more comfortable option between the two is a high top. It's easier to get into a high top and out of a high top rather than a regular old chair. We're talking the difference of like two feet. It's not much, but it's something. <laughs> well, I mean, cushions are the, the same. Top table, Back's you the do same. Have, There's... You do have far more practice of getting out of your chair because you have to every 20 minutes because your butt hurts, your back hurts. Somehow your arms are, you have no place to put your arms. You're tired of feeling like you're going to fall over in one of these chairs. It, there's so many problems with high top tables. And your your statements on Twitter were absolutely ridiculous. I couldn't I couldn't quite believe your arguments on Twitter. Like, every argument you made, I had to be like, you know, I think he's making fun of me. I think he agrees with me, but he's making is. But it's not Clarence. Clarence would do that. Brandon usually no. just argues what he thinks. I think... I think he legitimately thinks that sitting at a high top table, dangling your feet like an idiot, is good for your back. With just dangling, if you want them to, it gives you options. It gives you options. You can. There's always a footrest on a chair. Here's the thing that's concerning to me: is I still think you're envisioning. I don't know what restaurants. I'm telling you right now, sir. As someone who's had to suffer through many high top meals and dinners, there is not always a footrest. In fact, often there's not a footrest. And you just got to sit there and suffer because you got no place to put your feet. There's nothing you can do with your feet. They just hang there like dead weight. And you you look at the people who are sitting at low top tables and you're envious of them and you grow to hate them. You see them sitting there all high and mighty in their chairs where they can put their feet on the floor like normal people. They're laughing. They're joking. They've been there for an hour. They don't care. They're comfortable. They're happy there. And you, the, the second class citizen of the restaurant, are sitting at the high top table in pain every so often the waiter comes by they slap you in the back of the head they hit you in the shin with a baseball bat and they say get out of here we don't want you here anymore we want someone else sitting at this table giving us more money that's the way of you the have world. lost you have lost all your credibility <laughs> claiming that high top chairs don't have places to rest your feet that that there's probably some sort of law every single one that i can look up on google <laughs> has a foot rest why are you so, going to google to look I for just, pictures of chairs. It's this a is hobby. Not the Don't way judge. Work in the real world. Every, I, I still think that you're envisioning uh, a restaurant in which a low top is some sort of like recliner situation, and the high top is like <laughs> a three inch by three inch stool that you have to fucking put your arms out to your sides like an acrobat to balance on. What I am yep, what I am saying here is that there are restaurants when the chair is not any different. The width of it, the back of it, the cushion, whatever, is not any different between the low and the high. It's just I'm talking about the the placement of it, not the actual chair. Imagine the same chair, a same chair that's at bar height or at regular table height. In every single capacity, <laughs> the same exact chair. In that right. scenario... It to me is very obvious you'd want to be higher. <laughs> it's the you same know, chair. So if, if you're able to envision amazing, the same chair, is your answer the same? If it's the same exact thing? The, the amazing thing is the that we're even having this oh, argument right. given that Avoid two out of the three people who voted for this already voted for low top tables. You're arguing against facts at this point. 
I'm not arguing against facts. I, I, I will admit begrudgingly that I did see the vote, and that's what came up. What I'm saying is the people who made that vote are people like you who were discriminating against the high-top chair and saying it was inferior quality, when all I'm saying is that it's the same chair, it's just higher. It's not a worse chair. <laughs> it's not a stool. It's not a fucking, like, just high. It's just like a couple bales of hay stacked on top of each other. It's the same chair. So what I am <laughs> uh, proposing here is that of the 100 people who voted for the low top was two types of people. One, parents who were thinking of taking their kids out, and you obviously can't have a kid at a high top. So they were just being, they just weren't thinking. Okay, so people who weren't thinking, God bless them. Parents, I get it. And two, uh, dumbasses. Just people who are dumb and wrong <laughs> and were thinking of chair versus stool. It's not chair versus stool. Right. It's chair versus same chair that's a little bit higher. So that's my so contention with that is that they're envision. not only they did vote that, but they're wrong and possibly su- super dumb is my point of view. Let's envision this mythical scenario in which the same chair is available in high top and low top form. A situation that has existed in zero restaurants in the history of mankind. But let's imagine that it does hypothetically let's imagine that it does hypothetically exist. Your argument uh-huh. for why high top chairs are better than low top chairs is that it's easier to get out of them. And into them. And uh, I and think that your posture them. is better. Yep, because your your feet can hang lower and your hip flexors are looser because you're up a little bit higher. So right. you have better posture you have to, and looser hip flexors. You have to keep a better posture because it's more painful to sit in the high-top chair with your legs dangling uselessly beneath you. Your legs would not be dangling if you didn't want them to dangle, John. There's a perfectly good place for your feet just as there is a ground. And I don't know why you need this. Like, you know what? You know what never happens with a low top table with a normal chair? You never don't People have smiling. a place to put your feet. They go on the ground. They go. The ground is always there. The ground is always present. You don't have to look at these chairs, and these chairs exist everywhere. Despite your fake news that you're throwing at me here, that don't have any kind of footrest, and your feet are just going to dangle, or you have to try to jam them on somebody else's chair. What I tend to find is that for some reason, these high top chairs tend to not have the little footrest part on the front of them. They'll have them on the sides. So then you get into this weird scenario where you have to sort of sit askew on the high-top chair and maybe put your foot on someone else's chair, and then it, it then it looks like you're sort of trying to, like, run your hand up the back of your neck, and it, it's, way, you know, Wade's sitting there, he's, he's looking at you weird. It's just weird. It's the, There's nothing you want to do. If you were sitting at a normal table with Wade... You can have both your feet on the ground, and Wade can have both his feet on the ground, and you could just be friends. That's all that would happen there. There's nothing weird happening. It's just hanging out. But instead, thanks to Brandon and his ilk making every chair uncomfortable, now we all got to sit here with our feet dangling, our backs hurting. We're miserable, angry people. And it's all because Brandon can't get up from a normal chair. So the first thing I did while you were talking was I started thinking, boy, maybe John just lives lives out in the burbs and doesn't have access to good quality stool bar stools. So I looked up Grumpy's in Roseville, which you and I have met at and hung out at, and the right. first result was some photos of the bar area, and there's nice cushiony high top chairs 
with what I can tell is is ample space for your feet to sit at. And I, a couple guys <laughs> sitting, a couple guys standing, a lady by the pull tabs looks super happy. Everybody's having a fucking blast <laughs> in the bar area. So I don't get it, man. I do not get it. Stu, <sighs> what did you vote on? What did you what was your what was your vote? Um, I'm not even going to say anything other than this God has to be it. the dumbest argument <laughs> I have ever heard in my entire life. And I and I read all of Tom Powers' tweets last night. That's how dumb this was. That's, I can't believe I sat here and listened to this for 10... It was 10 minutes, but it felt so much longer. And I just... I'm so sad right now. I'm so sad. Okay, okay Stu, give us a little bit of a... A sportive guide to seating at a restaurant. If you have kids and all the different and all the seating options are open, what's your what's your Where do you bring if with your if you're with kids? Do you go booth, low top, high top? Come on, you don't have. This isn't a vote thing. This is a specific option. You put the kids in a booth so you can surround them so they can't get out and run around the restaurant. That's what yes. you do. Okay. Okay. You, you put them no inside, kids. so you're the goalie. You're yep, you're yep. you're just you're Jill's Malosh, you're Don Beaupre, and you're just keeping the kids in. All right. So how about if you show up and it's just you and the wife? Where do you two sit? They're all open. Either the bar or a low top table. Okay. Uh, another couple. Um, another couple, high top table. Interesting. All right. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask you any follow up questions. Please I don't. don't I want. I want. I, I so badly want to be done talking about this. <laughs> God, oh man! Well, I, 222 I episodes. This is the dumbest thing we've ever done. Easily. Dude, yeah, this I isn't do, even close I do feel to like the dumbest we thing have... we've ever done. <laughs> That's true. We've done many things. Okay. Uh, well, we did, yeah, we did do a Christmas episode in Aaron Gleeman's basement where the audio quality was so bad it made iTunes angry. But you know, the murder basement was the worst. <laughs> the murder thing basement of Aaron That's Gleeman, ever yes. happened. That was okay, easily yes, number one. Yes. Number two was Zimmer versus Norv. Who responsible? Who's most responsible for the <laughs> offense? Obviously, that was a that was yep. a terrible moment yep. that will yep. go down in infamy. Uh, we had people this was, urging us to seek counseling as a group after that episode. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of letters. We got a lot of a lot of concerned family members and friends. Uh, I don't even think this is top ten. What about my uh, skate no. set that you didn't get tired skating? I mean, that's got to be up there too. Oh. That feels so yeah, much dumber was, than this. That was pretty high. <laughs> Um, oh, there right. was well, John. I'm glad there, you came around, and uh, I'm not sure if if we when we put the audio together if that came through, but because um, I feel like that maybe cut out for a second there. But I'm glad you came around and agreed with me. I appreciate that. I think it takes a big man to admit uh, when you were just holding on to something a little bit too long. So I appreciate you being the bigger man there uh, and, and agreeing with me. So that's cool. Um, I'd like and... to I'd like to thank all the listeners for listening to me on this podcast for 222 episodes because this is my last one. This is the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm so done. I can't handle Brandon anymore. It's over. Poochie is ruined. Oh me. boy. 
if in my defense i'm on like 15 different types of cold medicine right now uh i'm with, just, with, a, with a broken hand and 140 pitches on your arm that's yes my fucking arm good. is killing me my thumb is broken i'm drunk i'm on claritin aleve dayquil bunch of airborne bullshit that's that's that company is put pulling the wool over our eyes completely that airborne company none of that shit works yep. right it's true it's just vitamins right. give me a break um yep. good i just wanted to get a shot in at those guys i know they uh i know they're listeners but whatever um good well i'm out of things to talk about i talked way too much do you guys want to take over now Nope, it's a quarter to 11. I think we can probably uh, call it good and uh, just hope everyone can forgive us for that last 15 minutes. Some of the best stuff. You're welcome, everybody. That's uh, <laughs> that's the goods. That's what you tune in for. Uh, of course, we always take donations via PayPal, which I think we deserve this week. So please uh, open up the wallets. <laughs> send over some, uh, some send over a donation or two. And uh, yeah, have a- anyway. Do we do we have a Patreon or what do they what do you call them? They're, they're called Patreons, yeah. Yeah. Do we have one? No, of those? we don't. No. But should, should we get, get a that. should we get do a Patreon? We have, do we have one of those Quarter Acast things listening? where you can have an Acast Plus thing, an Acast Plus episode where Brandon and I Ooh, do some investigative journalism and we a go bonus episode? and tables? Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> we should do that. John, you're. You, I, Anyway, we're on the same time. We're like, on the same side now, which is great. I fucking I love it. I like how we had this fight. I like how we had this fight, and then you literally admitted you were high right after it. <laughs> That's true. Oh, By the way, the ACAST have... the, the Plus episode would be uh, Dave Marthaler. Uh, we'd have like a GoPro and stuff, and it would just be following him as he Google's for Glenn Mason Street address, <laughs> and what happens when he. And what happens when he finds it? <laughs> he goes to the grocery store and the hardware store. <laughs> Why do you oh, buy all those God. screws? <laughs> have, have either of you guys watched any of the Being PJ Fleck yet? No. God, no. Boy. He's insane, that right? Is, He's not right in the that head. That guy is He's... something else. Okay. That's, that's yeah, kind of what we figured. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I do I'm fine with the row the boat motto, but trying to just sum every every aspect of life into one motto gets a little tired. A little oh, man. A little quickly it's, for me. It, it's not just row the boat, Brandon. You you watch this show, there's a lot more. Row the boat's just scratching the surface. There's a lot below that. A lot more like good so stuff or a lot more just like no, a lot side more slogans. mottos. Slogans, yeah. See that's I get it, you know? I think that like, you go crazy as a college coach. There's a thousand things that could go wrong in a game that you try to just like simplify and then you simplify and simplify. And all of a sudden you're just shouting the same three words for the rest of your life. <laughs> like, you know, anybody else does that. We really, we try to put them in some sort of institution, but it works. Yep. He gets results. Bobby Bowden didn't complete a sentence the last 24 years of his coaching career, and it worked out just fine for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very true. Uh, no, I'll have to, I'll have to look up some of the flex stuff uh, at some point, but nope, haven't yet. All right, uh, that was my last question. We can okey dokey. 
All right, let's uh, let's press stop. Goodbye, everybody. We love you very much. Alrighty. See you next Later. Week. Bye. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.